So I have a lens that a lot of other people who are doing this research and who are doing research on a specific subgroup, which is usually the athletes that are way up here. Like, I don't know what that's like to be, be a big D1 athlete. I have no idea. But I do know what it's like to be a small ball, NAIA, JUCO kind of athlete where majority of the athletes are sitting at. There's almost, there's over almost 700,000 athletes in the world are in the country. And the thing is, NIL is going to impact, in my opinion, just the top 1%. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Athletes Unite Conference podcast. Uh, I'm one half of the hosts. I'm Jonathan Jones. So on behalf of Classy James, as well as myself, welcome, welcome, welcome. And the purpose of this podcast is ultimately to give you a little behind the scenes look, you know, so you can get to meet some of our speakers, so you can get to hear a little bit of insider info about the conference and how we're going to really shake up the world july 15th and 16th all right so we want to we want to make sure to shout out to our sponsors so we want to shout out uh we want to shout out dreamville we want to shout out dreamville and shout out dj paradigm he's going to be rocking uh the he's going to be rocking the speakers and we're going to have fun at the conference okay so shout out to him shout out to dreamville and now uh without further ado i'm, I'm excited to bring another guest uh to the pod and we're gonna go ahead and bring uh, Arisa Wilson, who is the CEO of Task Leads and also U-ish Coaching. Coach Reese, how are we doing? Man, I'm doing fabulous, John. Thank you for having me on the space. Shout out to Dreamville. Shout out to Classy. Shout out to um, Athletes Unite and the fact that, like you said, we're about to shake up this spot. I'm excited to be here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. So now, but, but now let's, you know, now let's shake up your side and, and, and let's hear a little bit more about you, right? Because I, you know, I gave the high level introduction, but I did it on purpose so you can take us down low. Take, take us down low, coach. Take us down low. Man, really, I am a, a woman who has many passions and one purpose. And so what that looks like is really helping other people live out their purpose with confidence. And so that's where one piece of me is being a confidence coach. My mission in life is to instill the right to confidence in the others by way of passion, love, repetition, and relationship. So anything I do in life has to go through that filter. Um, any connection that I have, any anything that I go to do, my mission is that. Am I helping somebody live out their purpose with confidence? I firmly believe that everybody has a purpose, um, but not from that same way that we usually think about it. But I think of purpose as being and doing. Um, you can just be yourself you can take rest you can do whatever it is you need to do and not feel like you have to attain anything and you're being in your purpose and the other aspect is you can actually produce and that's connected to your passion so for me that looks like this right now was us living in our in our purpose because we're acting out our passions right so um that's me from an everyday thing i take a lot of time to intentionally invest in myself so that way i can invest in others um and just pour out and that's where the you wish comes from so you wish stands for centering you to intentionally seek healing so you can internally secure your health. Um, and the mission of you wish is to help leaders really get centered so that way they can dive in so they can pour out um, into other people and make sure that their energy is right. Um, and so that's what, what it is when it comes to that piece. And then task leads is, is something different. I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. But that's me. I'm high energy. I love people. I love connecting. I love communicating. And I love seeing people live out their purpose and um, living a life of confidence. So ha have you always had that level of 
introspection, right? To where, just like you said, it goes through the lens of relationships, of love. And I miss the other two. I missed, I missed two, but just, just, just talk, talk, talk a little bit about it. Got you. So my mission in life, right, is instill the right to confidence in the others by way of passion, love, repetition, and relationship. And that has been my life mission for over 12 years now. Um, when I was about 19, 20 years old, um, I was like, okay, I want to, what do I want to do? How do I want to be? How do I want to lead? And, um, I got a youth ministry degree. And one of the things that we were working through was understanding missions and visions. And so that was something that I was like, what is my life mission? As I'm creating a mission for these organizations and that I created, I was like, I want a life mission that I can literally lead by. And that's going to guide me. Um, I firmly believe that like I, everybody was born with the purpose on purpose. And I don't want to be somebody who just throws that away. Like I want to be able to attack life um, as much as possible. So obviously I'm high energy, um, I'm high passion. And so me doing that through passion is hopefully going to ignite other people to tap into their passions. Um, I believe in repetition because it's it, consistency is is key, right? Without consistency, we don't really know if somebody's really real, right? And then relationship, we were born for community and then love just is what it is. It's, it's tough, but um, it's one of the most rewarding things that we can have as humans. So um, I would say, yeah, for the last, I would say since about 14, I can remember being this intentional with my thought process um, and making sure that I grew into being the woman that I am today. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. That's probably, man, but you, so you hitting on love. You're right. Love, love, love is tough. Love is tough. I want, I want to just park there for a second because love, love is, I guess love looks like the hearts that we see on Valentine's Day. But in real life, when you see the heart that's inside of the chest, you're like, that don't look like what, what they telling me it looked like. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why I had that thought. Cause I'm, I, I've been married like two and a half years now at this point. And I'm starting to realize, like, love is very sacrificial. Okay, it's it's different. It's different. Hundred percent. Here, here's the thing, too. Right, as a coach, uh, you and in the sports world, right, we're talking about athletes. A lot of times, coaches say, you know, you got to give them that tough love. I don't believe in tough love. I think that tough love is a. Um, I believe it's toxic. And here's why I don't believe in tough love because love in and of itself is tough enough. Right. Like to really love somebody, to really be selfless, to really commit. And a part of love is accountability. A part of love is patience. A part of love is kindness. Just those two things right there are tough enough. So if I feel like I have to be angry and mad and demeaning and to try to pull some extra motivation out of you in order to make you feel loved, that's not real love. That means a person who's doing that, in my opinion, needs to tap in with their inner self to see, is that really the best way that you should be? Is that, that's probably how you're loving yourself. And that's why you're trying to lead in that same way. Mm, that's a, that's a strong point. Love is tough enough. We don't have to make it extra. You don't have to be mean. Being consistent is hard enough. Being patient is hard enough. Being trustworthy is hard enough. Leading is hard enough. Being authentic is hard enough. Like, why do we have to put tough on something that's already very difficult you can't even throw that consistency word out there because people struggle with consistent i struggle in certain areas being consistent as well so anyway 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 so talk a little bit about talk a little bit about task leads i want to hear a little bit more about task leads because i, I like the name uh and i want to just Thank hear you. more about it and and also we want to bring the people on the outside in let them know a little bit about task leads yeah so task leads where athletes compete to complete your task um, so it is a gig tech company for college athletes. So if you think about 
Uber Eats, Instacart, Thumbtack, TaskRabbit, those kind of deals. Those are gig tech, gig economy, right? And But this specifically is catered to college athletes. It's the first of its kind that's not NIL specific um, because our whole mission is to make sure that all athletes, regardless of their social status, has the ability to earn economic empowerment and financial independence. So our main mission with athletes is to make sure that our college athletes have experiential and financial capital. If you get experiential capital, that's going to allow you to build up your resume. That's also going to develop your confidence. That's also going to give you more clarity when you go out and you leave college, right? When it comes to um, finding a career and what you want to do, that's that experiential capital that also kind of comes into like the transferable skills that people always talk about, but athletes don't really know how to tap into. So if we can be that source that helps them gain that experiential capital while also getting paid, and what we like to think about is paid internships, this allows you to say, how do I leverage my gifts, my talents, my skills right now by getting paid to do something that's far above um, work study, that's far above minimum wage, that's going to allow me to have a living wage while still being a college athlete entrepreneur. Now what that's going to do is that's going to help me tap into that financial independence so that way I'm not stressing as much. I'm not burning out because we know athletes utilize their time of 40 to 60 hours a week just being student athletes. So now with this unique schedule, Tasleets allows them to set their own schedule, set their own competitive rates and pick up tasks at a time that works best for them um, or be on somebody's roster. You can be a remote uh, virtual um, assistant. You can do social media. You can do HR. You can do communications. You can do yard work. So you can work in your local community or you can work um, across the country, but it's really just allowing college athletes to get, again, that experiential capital that allows them to see themselves and see their worth outside of their athletic identity, but also leveraging that athletic identity in order to do that regardless of your social status. I love it. I love it. I see you done, you done did your homework. You about to give me the dissertation out here. I see it. Goodness. You breaking that thing down. Like my dad say, breaking down like a shotgun. Because I mean that that is one thing that we need we do have to we do eventually have to address because I've seen a lot of people um, in the college sports space talk about the transferable skills talk about soft skills talk about all of these different things um, but they don't give a real way as to how these things can be leveraged and even don't give a real way to how these things can be monetized in a real actionable way. So I can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing too, is I think too often we, there's a lot of like lofty thought process and lofty goals, right? On, we understand from a research base what athletes need, but a lot of times researchers aren't necessarily in the position to do something. And the unique thing I'll say about myself is one, I'm a researcher and I'm an activator. So what that means is I'm a, I'm a researcher, I'm an activator and an entrepreneur. So again, passions, that's it. Like I want to utilize my passions. Remember my purpose is to still the right to confidence. So if I can help athletes live their life after college with confidence, that's through task leads. So the passions all align. I'm a hooper. I'm a coach. Don't get it twisted, right? Athlete thought process first, right? But then the next piece is I want to help them about their life with confidence. In order for you to do that, you got to do what? You got to get reps. If you don't get reps, you're not going to be confident. So you get reps through task leads, right? You build that relationship. You build your social capital. You build all those different things through task leads, through being a task lead. So um, for me, I just saw a gap in the um, 
a gap in the system. I saw a need. I also represent small ball. So I played at JUCO um, and I was able to make it all the way through to playing pro, thank God. But um, I also coached at JUCO. So I have a lens that a lot of other people who are doing this research and who are doing research on a specific subgroup, which is usually the athletes that are way up here. Like, I don't know what that's like to be, be a big D1 athlete. I have no idea. But I do know what it's like to be a small ball, NAIA, JUCO kind of athlete where majority of the athletes are sitting at. There's almost, there's over almost 700,000 athletes in the world are in the country. And the thing is, NIL is going to impact, in my opinion, just the top 1%. So if 1% over 700,000 and there's six different levels. So now we're talking about six different levels across 50 states and Puerto Rico. Like that's a whole lot of athletes that aren't going to be able to leverage and really utilize the benefits of NIL, which is amazing. But not every athlete has that social status, especially when you got young cats who are still 16, 17, and 18, right? Like OTE who are making millions of dollars. That's taking a whole lot of like, you know what I'm saying? So that's where we're like, we want everybody, every athlete to know that they have worth, that they have value, um, that their skills are necessary and they're not just out here, um, you know, going to school and hooping or doing whatever the sport is um, just for kicks and giggles. Like they can really leverage that platform in another way. That's it. That's it. Shout out to Juco. Shout out to NAIA. Much respect to him. Much respect. So wh why, why do you think that it's important for athletes to unite? Oh, gosh, because we're born for community. And I mean, I really, it goes back to why um, Task Leads is here is because we get it, right? There's a certain thing about being an athlete that you can connect with that just like you understand the lifestyle, you understand the thought process, you understand there are few people in this world who have the ability to live out a dream by the age of 18 through 23. Very few people. And more times than not, it's athletes. So I became a professional basketball player by the age of 22. That's a dream that some people will never be able to do. You know what I'm saying? Cats get drafted at 18, 19, 20, 20. Those are dreams. Like we literally had a dream since we were kids and we're able to live it out within the first 20 years of our life. Some people will never be able to do that, right? Or it takes them 40, 50, 60 years. And so as athletes, number one, we are closer to living out our dreams. Even just being a college athlete is a dream for a lot of people. It's a dream come true to get a full ride scholarship and do all that. And so the thing is that we understand what it means to like commit, right? As athletes, we understand what it means to commit to something early on. We understand what it means to put in the reps. We understand what it means to really work um, that some people just don't. And, and as a hooper, we're, you know, we're high maintenance, you know, that we understand that we got this high sedity kind of like, you know, like we got this swag to it so that not all people understand. And so I think it's important for athletes to unite because number one, iron sharpens iron. Uh, number two, uh, we were born for community. Number three, social capital is one of the best things that you can get out of life. But again, they'll tell you that sports provides this. It doesn't unless you're intentional. So until you get intentional, about the relationships and the connections, it ain't going to matter. And too many athletes, especially black and brown athletes, are leaving college without having the necessary social capital that they need in order for them to really thrive after college. You know what I'm saying? Like 
after that piece? How do I really connect with cats? So um, this conference is extremely important because it's allowing college athletes to get those things. It's allowing them to unite with other people, like-minded people, people who also don't think the same, which is also a form of iron sharpens iron, but it's also allowing them to develop that aspirational capital and social capital that allow them to see like, oh, wow, I can, right? I can leverage my athletic status, my athletic identity and lifestyle as well. So um, this is this is definitely pertinent for the athletic community across the board. I love it. I love it. I love it. Ooh, those things you can't benefit from unless you're intentional. That's a bar bar right there. That's really that's really true. Because if you go to a networking event, but you don't network or you don't leave with any cards or you don't have any conversations, then yeah, you went to a networking event, but the networking event, the opportunity at the networking event wasn't capitalized at its highest potential because you weren't intentional. That's good. That's good, coach. When when are athletes being taught how to though? That's they my aren't. question. When are they, they, they when aren't. do they have the space and when are they being taught how to? Right? So, and if you're only comfortable in certain spaces in which your teammates even think about athlete mixers, how often are they really, you know, getting in and doing those things? So, I'm hoping right that we're able to teach the athletes how to utilize and this is where, for me, again, where Uish comes into play and athletes will be able to learn these different types of leadership skills on how to do that because it, it doesn't matter if you have the gift and you don't know how to use it. So all y'all coming out to Atlanta, July 15th to 16th, come out, and if you see me, just say hi, and then I'll show you how to start a conversation, okay? Just just say hi, and we'll, we'll, we'll show you how to start conversations uh, because this is something that you do need to know how to do and also, you need to be able to share pe- share with people what you're passionate about outside of just the sport. The sport is great. The sport is something that you're gifted at. Wonderful. I'm not taking that away from you. But you do need to be able to talk about something else. If not, you're going to be a one-trick pony. And nobody likes a one-trick pony because all they have is one trick. Anyway, we're going to have a link down in the show notes for you all to get the tickets. What are you specifically looking forward to? Coach, what are you specifically looking forward to about this conference that's going down in Atlanta, July 15th, 16th? Man, the, the same thing that the athletes should be being in spaces with other people who are like minded, really connecting, because I'm in a whole new space as far as developing a tech company. And there are other companies who have been doing what I want to do. And I'm looking forward to being in a space with them, asking them questions, having that like put in face to name in person, um, and really just like, feeling that athlete energy again, few things you can replicate right in life. Um, I see this kind of like the final four convention that they have for coaches, except for now this is on another level. And so being able to be in a space, obviously Atlanta uh, with athletes, people who are like-minded and really trying to level up to me, it's just, I'm just trying to get out there, run my mouth, you know, meet people and um, see how many, not just networking, but like actual relationships that could be developed um, how I can add value to somebody else, their life and their um, what they've got going on and then vice versa. So, um, yeah. And then meeting you in person, meeting classy in person, speaking on the panel um, and then seeing how many athletes I can impact as well. Most definitely. Yeah, m- most definitely. I- I've enjoyed this dialogue. You made me think about some stuff today. So I appreciate that. Please, please let everybody know where they can find you, how they can follow you and connect with you uh, at-, at this time. Yeah. So you can follow me, number one, on TikTok at Coach Reese One. You can follow me on um, IG at either Coach Reese One, that's my personal, or on Uish or on Task Leets. 
Uh, you can Google me. I'm, I'm pretty much all over. I'm accessible. So if you want to tap in, all you got to do is hit me up. I look forward to speaking with anybody. If anybody's looking for an internship, hit me up. Um, if you're looking to be a part of our Task Leads beta group, hit me up. If you're looking just for an eight-minute energy-giving conversation, you're like, I need some of that juice that she got, hit me up. Um, I'm here to help people grow and live out their life um, and their purposeful confidence. So I appreciate you. I appreciate Classy. I'm excited to be a part of this endeavor. And Let's rock. There it is. There it is. Y'all heard it here first from the Athletes Unite Conference podcast, where we're breaking this thing down, showing you some of the background and everything like that leading up to the conference. But make sure that you don't miss out on getting your ticket because the tickets, the numbers are going down. Okay. There was a hundred and something plus tickets that we were doing for free, but the numbers are dwindling down. So student athletes, get your tickets. Uh, general admission or adults, get your tickets. And we're going to see y'all in Atlanta. All right. On behalf of on behalf of Classy James, on behalf of myself, this is the Athletes Unite Conference podcast. And we'll see y'all next time. Okay.